The LA Kings were the better team in Chicago last night everywhere except where it matters most, the scoreboard, and the Kings lose to the Blackhawks. We'll talk about why the Kings came up short, and even though they lost, are they continuing to play better? That's next in this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And on YouTube, please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. We were at 827 subscribers at last check, and we are looking to get to 900 by the end of the month. Thank you for your support of the YouTube channel and of the podcast. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I have worked in sports media for the past 30 years. The past 20 plus years, I've been at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years. And of course, a very passionate LA Kings fan for over 30 years. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Well, the LA Kings were in Chicago last night to take on the Blackhawks. We've got a recap of the game, but of course, when we're talking about a recap of the game, we start by telling you what the lineup was like for the LA Kings. And it's been the lineup we've seen for the last few games ever since that uh, that uh, bad game against the Winnipeg Jets and head coach Todd McClellan decided to shovel things up. Uh, the top line is Andre Kopitar with Adrian Kempe and Gabe Velarde. Uh, we've got the second line, the typical second line of Philip Deneau at center with Victor Arvidsson and Trevor Moore. The third line, Rasmus Kupari, along with Kevin Fiala and Carl Grundstrom. And the fourth line of Blake Lazat. Brendan Lemieux and Arthur Kaliev. Your defensive pairings were Drew Doughty and Mikey Anderson, Sean Dursey and Matt Roy and Alex Edler and Sean Walker. And the goaltender against the Blackhawks last night was Jonathan Quick. The scratches for the Kings, Quentin Byfield still out with the illness, Jarrett Anderson Dolan and Brant Clark. We'll get more on him in just a second. And uh, of course, Alex Iafalo is still on injured reserve for the Kings. So this basically, just talking about the lineup, is what we've seen, like I said, since the Winnipeg game when uh, Gabe Velarde joined the top line, Kevin Viala moved down to the third line, and the Kings called up Rasmus Kupari to play on that third line. Uh, as was speculated when we talked about it on Thursday's show, rookie Brent Clark uh, still has not played his 10th game yet um, and has not uh, had his entry-level contract kick in yet. Uh, he sat out uh, this game after taking a hit from the Stars' Jamie Benn on Tuesday, and apparently he's suffering from more of a dental issue than any kind of a head injury. Um, wasn't uh, necessarily shaken up as far as some sort of mild concussion or anything like that, but apparently had to have some uh, dental work done, and that is why he sat out the game last night. So let's get to the Kings game in Chicago against the Blackhawks, and would the Kings get off to a good start in this one? Well, yes and no. Uh, the Kings were definitely the better team. They outshot the Blackhawks 9-5, to but failed to score a goal. L.A. had a power play opportunity and didn't do much with it. Kevin Fiala had a good scoring chance, but couldn't convert. And Brendan Lemieux got into a fight, sort of, uh, with Jujar Kara of the Blackhawks. They kind of just wrestled around a little bit. I don't even know if there were any punches thrown, maybe a couple of body shots, but nothing really uh, came of it uh, much. 
Now, going up against uh, a rookie goalie in Arvid Soderbloom, um, who is winless in five career games going into tonight's game, I was a little disappointed, even though the Kings, I thought, were the better team in the first period, because when you've got a goaltender who's a rookie, who's essentially the number three guy on the depth chart and has never won an NHL game, I would think the strategy would be put as many pucks on him as you can. If you can get that first goal, then maybe you've got him thinking, oh, here I go again. I've never won an NHL game. I don't have the greatest team in the world in front of me. And uh, and maybe you get to his confidence a little bit. But uh, that didn't happen. Um, nine shots on goal isn't terrible, but there weren't a lot of really good scoring opportunities. Um, and I thought the Kings were a little bit too cute uh, to start this game. Um, again, they were the better team. And that's always a good thing. They spent more time in the Chicago end. They controlled the puck um, and, again, got more shots on goal. But, I, again, I would have thought the strategy might have been against a young goalie who's never won an NHL game, get as many pucks on him as possible, make him be active, scramble around, that kind of thing, get traffic in front, those typical things. But um, it really, really wasn't the case as far as the first, first period in this one. Uh, second period uh, seemed to be a bit more of that message. I'm not sure if it was talked about in the locker room or not, but it definitely, um, I, I could see the Kings were doing more of getting the puck to the point, getting the puck to their defenseman and putting shots on net and trying to get a rebound or trying to get traffic in front. Um, they definitely did more of that in the second period than they did in the first period. Um, so that was probably, I, I would think, something that was talked about. It was something that I noticed anyway. Uh, but the Kings would fall behind uh, in this game. Um, wrist shot from the point from Chicago, kind of using the same strategy that the Kings were using. Uh, and it was a, there was a deflection on net past Jonathan Quick and the uh, Blackhawks, despite, again, being outshot and being outplayed, grabbed the one nothing lead. The Kings, though, would respond a nice stretch pass from the Kings zone from defenseman Sean Walker. Up to Arthur Kaliev, he then made a nice pass across to Blake Lazat, who was going hard to the net, and we were tied at one apiece. And that's where we would be after the first two periods. So again, 1-1 against a, uh, a struggling Blackhawks team that uh, doesn't have um, much of a big NHL roster other than the two big names of Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane, who were both pretty quiet in this game, actually. Uh, so, okay, get to the third period, win the third period, win the game skate out of there with a victory and head back home on the road trip on a positive note. Uh, well, the Kings did appear that they were going to get a great opportunity in that third period. There was a double minor high sticking call that was going to give the Kings a four minute power play, but um, the referees went to video review to look at it. And I know that in the off season this year, that the NHL had made a change as far as being able to review major penalties but I was unaware that they uh, it also included uh, double minors. And I went back and did some research and found out that it actually wasn't something they implemented this year, that this has actually been something they had for a few years, that referees can go back and review double minors to make sure that they get the call correct. And in this case, um, they actually did not get the call right. Well, they did. All right. The call on the ice appeared to be the right call because Blake Lazat took a stick up into the face. He got cut. And that constitutes a double minor. When they looked at it, though, um, one of the Kings players, I think it was Rasmus Kupari, um, lifted the stick of a Chicago player. And then that is why the stick went into the face of Blake Lazat. And so um, correctly, the penalty was wiped away and the Kings went from what they thought was going to be a great opportunity to skate on five on five. So replay actually 
got the job done. I would have loved to have seen the double liner in the four minute power play. Um, but the, the correct call was made. So that's, uh, that's the way that went. Um, the Kings did get a power play chance about halfway through the third period. Um, but their best chance came in the dying seconds of that two man advantage. Arthur Kaliev had a shot from that right face off dot. Unfortunately, he broke his stick on the one timer and the shot never, uh, actually got on net. Kevin Fiala also had a great chance on a loose puck in front of the Blackhawks net. There was a mad scramble and he was finally able to get to a loose puck, put a shot on goal, but the save was made and uh, Fiala was not able to convert on that one. So tied at 1-1, we headed to overtime. Trevor Moore had a good chance, uh, but uh, things would end in sudden death due to a Kings misplay. A pass attempt from Jonathan Taves in the Kings zone was deflected and went towards the front of the net where Kevin Fiala was there. Now he reached down with his glove to stop the puck. Unfortunately, the puck got through him and was picked up by Chicago defenseman Jake McCabe, who fed it to Jonathan Taves near the net, and he scored to end the game and give the Blackhawks a 2-1 overtime victory. The ironic thing is that Fiala was actually attempting to make the safer play um, rather than just putting a stick on the ice or maybe even using his skate to stop the puck. Um, he reached down with his glove. Well, that's usually, if you have time to do it, it can be the, the safer type play. Unfortunately for Kevin, um, it, it's kind of like a shortstop in baseball, right? You want to get in front of the ball, get your glove down, and get your body behind it. So if the ball does happen to squirt through you or take a bad hop, it might hit your leg or your foot or something and stay in front of you. Um, but um, it didn't happen. Uh, he, it went through his body, um, and uh, the Blackhawks were able to get it and uh, take advantage of the opportunity. Uh, also, defenseman Sean Dursey, thinking that Fiala was going to get possession of the puck, uh, cheated a little bit and headed out of the zone uh, to try and get a scoring chance. Um, but the correct play would have been to wait and make sure that your teammate had control of the puck before you leave the zone. As a result, Dursey couldn't get back to help out defensively after the turnover. And again, the goal was scored. So the Kings lose 2-1 in overtime to close out the road trip. We're going to get more into this loss and why the Kings come, came up short in a moment. But first, I need to tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting information this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information. It is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, World Series going on, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about BetOnline, where the game starts. So, um, honestly, am I shocked the Kings lost to the Blackhawks? And the answer is no, I'm not shocked. Am I surprised? Maybe a little bit. Uh, am I disappointed? Definitely. Um, the Kings should have won this game. The Kings need to win games like this. This is a Chicago team that, while they have been surprisingly competitive all year long, uh, they had lost four in a row coming into this game. They are playing a third-string goalie who had never won an NHL game before. It is not enough to just be the better team for most of the game. It's not good enough to just get a point out of it. The Kings need and should win games against teams like the Blackhawks. 
there were a couple of old LA Kings playing for Chicago. And just to give you some context, Andreas Antonisiu is playing on the top line for Chicago. Jack Johnson, the old warhorse, uh, respect the man for his career that he's had. He's playing on the top pairing defensively for the Blackhawks. That's the lineup that they rolled out against the LA Kings. And again, I give them credit. They played hard. They battled. They competed. But Jonathan Taves, and well, Jonathan Taves had a goal. Okay, he had the game-winning goal. Uh, Patrick Kane really didn't do much. And to be honest, Jonathan Taves, up to that point in overtime, hadn't done much. Um, the Kings have to win these games. They just do. This is a This is a team that they are better on from top to bottom, in net, out of net, the roster, it's better. You've got Kevin Fiala, you've got Adrian Kempe, you've got a Gabe Velarde who's having a breakout season. I mean, you've got Jonathan Quick in net. I, the, the, the roster was was much better. And again, I, we're going to talk more about the big picture, and I, I continue to try and be positive with this. And that's that's my nature. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a glass is half full guy. I'm an optimist. I try to find the bright side of things. And, and, and I think there are some bright sides. I know you may not agree with me on that. Um, but they got to win these games. This is, this is a lesser opponent. It really is. And I know you can say, hey, every team on a, on a given night in the NHL can, can win. And there is some truth to that. But like I said, look, the Kings uh, closing out a road trip want to go back home with some momentum they have been playing a little bit better of late they're they're playing more of the game that they want to play and they were the better team in this game statistically more shots on goal they had more zone time uh the puck possession uh they were better in the face-offs and uh that was one of the storylines coming into this game that they talked about on the tv broadcast the blackhawks actually were the best face-off team in the nhl and the kings i believe were fourth or fifth and the kings were much better in the face-off circle in this one uh, against Chicago, and yet all the zone time, the extra shots on goal, none of it amounted to getting more than a goal. And uh, the Kings have been a better offensive team so far this season, so very surprising to see them lose to this type of team uh, by a score of 2-1 in overtime. Again, they, they, they need to win these types of games. When they're taking on an opponent that they are clearly better than, the, you look at the roster and you're like, okay, this is the better team. And then you watch the game and you're, and you, you know, you're saying, who's the better team? We're like, oh, well, it's the Kings. The Kings are the better team. It has to result in, in results. It has to, it has to, you have to get W's out of this. So um, obviously the result was very disappointing. The Kings need to win these types of games and uh, they did not get the job done. Um, so the Kings, you know, fail to, I was going to say the top line again, a little bit disappointing in this one. Um, second straight game, no points from, from Gabe Velarde, who was red hot, uh, just a couple of games ago. Um, Adrian Kempe, no scoring and, uh, and Andre Kopitar, no points as well. The Kings power play also over two, uh, in this one. So it seems when the Kings lose and that was the case last night as well, um, it's not because of a lack of effort. It's because of a lack of execution. Um, the Kings had chances last night, but not many clean chances. For example, in the second period, there was a nice stretch pass from the Kings zone up to Adrian Kempe right at the Blackhawks blue line. He had some speed and he just didn't connect on the pass. He didn't, he didn't bring in the pass. He just missed it. Um, there was a moment in the third period where Kevin Fiala made an awesome pass to Carl Grunstrom and he missed the net. 
Uh, it's a one-one game, and and you miss the net uh, on a great scoring chance. Um, again, there they were there there were a lot of times when the Kings were in position to finish, but then they don't finish or they fumble the puck, and it happened against Dallas as well. So I don't know what what that's about. If it's a lack of attention to detail, if it's something that they are are lacking because they're not getting as much practice time with the road trip that they normally would. Um, it, it, you can say, you know, it's still early in the season and that's the types of things you see maybe in the first 10 games or so, but at some point that needs to get cleaned up and it needs to get cleaned up quick because, uh, you know, the season is moves along rapidly. Um, and, and I'm getting a little tired of seeing some of the, I don't want to say it's sloppy. It's just not clean. That's the word that comes to mind. There's a lot of things about the Kings game that isn't clean. Um, so, okay. I, I said that I'm, I'm an optimist and, and I want to take a big picture look at this. The Kings right now are six, six and one on the season through 13 games. And I think we can all agree that the Kings have not played great hockey to this point, not consistently great. That's for sure. And even, even if you can say that they played great here and there, I mean, the second period against St. Louis was a great period. But the, you know, the complete game efforts and then the consistency, we still haven't seen it. Um, that said, the Kings are currently holding down the number one wildcard spot in the Western Commerce, despite the fact that they have not played their best hockey of the season. Uh, they have not gotten in a groove where they've reeled off, uh, you know, win after win after win. Um, we think at some point that's going to happen, uh, but it hasn't happened as of yet. Even when they uh, started off the road trip, uh, the last road trip, the first road trip of the season with three straight wins, there was that crazy game against Minnesota, 7-6. And that was not good hockey, but they were able to win it. But um, they, I think they are still moving in the right direction. Um, they have allowed two or fewer goals in four of their last six games. Um, and I'm not trying to you know, let my disappointment over the result last night kind of overwhelm like I said, the bigger picture. Um, I think the Kings are playing closer as far as the game that they're putting on the ice, uh, closer to what we expect to see from them uh, as far as structure and defensive game and puck possession and, and cycling the puck and things like that. Um, and they have been a better offensive team than we saw a year ago. It's still uh, putting it all together at some point and they aren't consistent enough with that yet. Are they going to be sometime in the near future? I think we all hope so. Um, but again, looking at the big picture, the Kings, again, have not played a lot of great hockey. It's been in spurts here and there. Um, and yet, I think they are, to me anyway, kind of where I expected them to be. I did not think they would be one of the top two teams in the Pacific Division this year. I thought they would be battling for third or wildcard spot. And that's where they are at this point. And again, they have not played their best hockey of the season. So there is some encouragement in that and that they're not digging a big hole for themselves that they got to dig their way out of. And at some point, I think we're going to see better hockey from them more consistently. But to this point right now, that hasn't been the case. So way too inconsistent. I, I'm, I'm getting a little tired of them being the better team uh, as far as, you know, the way the game goes, but in the end, uh, maybe the result isn't what we want it to be. That was certainly the case in Chicago last night, as far as I am concerned. So as we go into the weekend, um, want to look ahead to what's coming up for the Kings, um, as they are coming back home. But, uh, first I want to remind you 
Now, if the numbers don't lie, in the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn trust like that without doing something right. Simply Safe protects you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe can also detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL and save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com locked on NHL to learn more. That is simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There is no safe like simply safe. I want to mention real quick, and uh, this is, it's not a big deal, but it is something that I have kind of heard. And uh, since this is my, this is my first season of hosting the uh, locked on LA Kings uh, podcast. Um, I, I've heard some comments that uh, maybe I'm not critical enough or negative enough team. Uh, and if you have that opinion, I have no problem with that. Um, you are certainly entitled to your opinion. Uh, as I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to be who I am, uh, hosting this show. Um, and I'm naturally a pretty positive person. Um, I am pretty optimistic Glass is half full, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I even, you know, I mentioned on the first episode that I did of this show, I am first and foremost, a Kings fan. I, I yes, I am a professional broadcaster and I've worked in media as you hear me say for every show, uh, for over 30 years, but that's not why I'm hosting this show. I'm hosting this show because I'm a huge Kings fan and I had an opportunity to do something covering one of my favorite teams. And uh, it was something I was really excited about and I'm still excited about it. Have there been ups and downs so far this season? Absolutely. Um, but look, I work in sports talk radio. I, I get it. I know that uh, a lot of times negativity sells and uh, you people want to call in sports talk radio and complain about things and uh, yell and scream and vent. And uh, it, they like to do that a hell of a lot more than they like to call in and say everything's going great. Um, so I get the nature of that. But, um, you know, I'm when I feel the need to be critical, I, I will absolutely do so. Um, I certainly ripped Sean Dursey on opening night with that, uh, with that mistake he made behind the net. I've called out Kevin Fiala for some dumb penalties on occasion. I've talked about Cal Peterson not playing up to the standard he needs to play at. So... But, you know, I'm not one of those guys who's probably going to come on here and say uh, we need to fire the coach uh, or we need to, you know, take the C away from Kopitar or something like that. Some extreme kind of fly off the handle type of things. Um, first of all, it's way too early to to make drastic changes or do something like that. Um, but look, at some point, uh, if the Kings keep playing like this, maybe a coaching change could be in order. If I feel like that's something that the team needs, I will certainly say it. I've got, I like Todd McClellan, uh, but uh, you know, Hey, this is what's best for the Kings. I mean, we know what happened when they made a coaching change back in 2012 and uh, they got rid of Terry Murray and they brought in Daryl Sutter and they went on to win the Stanley cup. So when you've got an underachieving team and a team that you've done uh, things in the off season to make the team better and you're not seeing the results, that is something that will get discussed at a certain point. I do not think we are there yet. Uh, so I would, uh, I'm not going to bring it up uh, other than just kind of talking about, um, you know, what, what I'm doing as far as host of this show. So um, if you want to, if you want me to be more negative, I mean, look, I'm, this is who I am and uh, I'm going to continue to be 
uh, who I am. So I, 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 again, it's not like, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I've gotten a lot of criticism or anything like that. I've just, I've heard some comments that maybe, um, I'm a little too positive. Um, and look, I don't work for the team. There are some other podcasts out there and, and people that do a great job and maybe they're connected with the team in some way. And so maybe they're not as prone to be critical of the team in some respects. I don't know if that's true or not, but I think one of the things that maybe is a positive for this show is that again, um, I have no official connection with the team, so I can pretty much say whatever I want and I'm not going to face any kind of repercussions about it as far as being critical of, of certain people and certain players and things like that. So again, look, um, I am, I have no problem being critical of the Kings just because I'm a huge fan uh, doesn't mean that I'm not, uh, I don't have opinions about, about, you know, things like that. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, and, uh, yeah, when, when it, when the time comes and I think, you know, changes need to be made or, you know, we need to send some guy, some guy down to the minors or we need to make, need to make a trade. I'm going to say it. I'm not uh, certainly not afraid to say things like that, but I think I'm, I'm a little bit level-headed. I know you, you can see a lot of crazy things being thrown out there on social media, on Twitter and things like that about, we got to do this. We got to do that. I'm just saying right now it's, we're not there, but certainly acknowledge, I think what all of you have seen as well, and that the Kings are not playing the type of hockey that uh, I thought they would be playing so far at this point of the season. And the season hasn't been quite as successful as I hoped it would be. But again, it is still relatively early and I don't think the Kings are quite as bad off as some other teams around the league that had high expectations. So right now uh, they're back from the home, from the road trip. Let's see if they can get uh, string some games together, get some better, more consistent performances, and uh, and we'll kind of go from there. So again, the Kings are back home. Uh, they got a four game homestand. They're going to take on three teams they've already played already, but the one team that they haven't seen yet is the team they're going to face next, and that's on Saturday as they take on the Florida Panthers. Panthers won the President's Trophy last year as the best team with the regular season record, uh, but they made some major moves this off season. They uh, brought in a new head coach in Paul Maurice. And they traded for former Flames star Matthew uh, Kachuk, who we all know well from his run-ins with Drew Doughty. Uh, so the Panthers, kind of like the Kings, uh, have not found their game yet. They have not met the expectations that uh, their fans had for them as well. They're 6-4-1 on the season. They're currently holding down the final wildcard spot in the Eastern Conference as we record this show on Friday. So again, hopefully the Kings will be trending in the right direction, keep trending in the right direction, and get uh, the results that we all wanted them to see here on this homestand. Uh, if you have any questions or comments uh, that you want to direct to me about the Kings or about this show, the email address is lockedoneddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddie at gmail.com. We have a Twitter account we'd love for you to follow. It is at LockedOnLAKings, and there's an Instagram page as well, which is at LockedOnLAKings. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Locked on Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and beyond the scenes with local experts uh, and insights that only Locked On can provide. That is Locked On Sports Today, available on the uh, app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Again, I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you very much for listening and watching Locked on LA Kings. Have yourselves a great weekend. Hopefully the Kings can get a victory on Saturday. We'll talk about it on Monday's show. And as always, we close out the show by saying, Go Kings Go.